Hello and welcome back to Niners Takeover. I'm your host today, Chase Kacher. Once again, we are alongside one of our NFL analysts, Tyler Frick. Today, we are going to be going over what is up with John Lynch's Pac-12 obsession, and if Brandon Ayuk doesn't work out, what is going to happen to the 49ers wide receiver core? But first, we are going to start with is Debo Samuel capable of being a number one wide receiver on an NFL team? Tyler, can you give me your initial thoughts? Uh, to be honest, I think he is. Um, uh, and I know it will be crucial for him going against, going up against number one corners every single week, but I don't think it matters for him as much as some of the other guys. Uh, when you think of Debo Samuel last year, you don't necessarily think of burning some guy in a streak. You think of giving getting him in space on hitch routes, on out routes, on tosses, on screens, using him, getting him in space so he can uh, break tackles and um, get be used for long plays. So, and that necessarily has to do more with the play uh, with the play making than it does with who you're going up against. So, I think that'll be crucial for Debo. I don't think Debo Samuel is capable of being a number one wide receiver on the San Francisco 49ers, and let me tell you why. You said part of it there. He didn't go up against number one against teams' number one corners. When we had Emmanuel Sanders last year, Sanders was going up against number one team's corners. In the Saints game, Sanders was going up against Lattimore, and Debo was going up against their second corner, who I don't know is, but look, he was going up against their second-best corner. And that could make a huge difference because when Debo goes up against top corners in this league, him only being in his second year, I don't know what's going to happen because anything could happen because you could see Debo, you could see the Debo Samuel that you saw for the first six games who was dropping passes left and right, wide-open ones, not just not, not contested ones, but wide-open passes. You could see that same Debo Samuel this year. And that's what I'm worried about. Look, I think Debo Samuel might be overwhelmed at the start of the season, and I feel like honestly, Kendrick Bourne might re- is going to really have to pick up slack um, in order in order to make up for Debo's lack of uh, lack of uh, playmaking out there. Look, I I don't know if Debo is to be honest, Tyler. What do you think? Um. Yeah. So I think it might be a little bit for a, a little bit of a struggle for Debo at first. Maybe the first four or five games, getting used to be the primary guy uh, behind George Kittle, obviously, in that offense. But um, as he starts to get used to it, just like he did last season, I think he's going to get better and better as the season goes on, and uh, he's going to turn into a beast by come playoff time. I don't know. I, I think he's going to be good, but I think the 49ers are going to have to make another midseason trade. Um, you know, look, if Brandon Ayuk, I, I don't, I don't want to touch on it too much because it's our later subject, but... Brandon Ayuk may not be the real deal. Um, so if if that is the case, then I think that the 49ers are going to make another midseason trade like they did with Emmanuel Sanders last season coming over from Denver and the Niners giving up their picks for him. Um, Debo, here's the thing with Debo. I don't know if he's ready yet. You have to, re- you have to remember, Debo's going into his second year. He was a rookie last year. John Lynch has a lot of faith in young guys. Let's just put it that way. Um, look, John Lynch, I, he, I have mixed emotions about the guy, but, uh, you know, I'm telling you right now, Debo Samuel, not ready to be a number one wide receiver on the 49ers. Um, we have, a, we had a great receiver core last year, uh, 
Okay, last year when we had Sanders, but this year I don't see Debo picking up his slack. And if Kendrick Bourne has to become our number one wide receiver, midseason trade immediately. There should be a light bulb in Lynch's head right now saying, if if in the first five weeks I don't see production out of Debo, I'm making a midseason trade. I need to give up. I, I Look, I could give up Pettis right now. I could give up Richie James. I could give, give up Trent Taylor. Look. Trent Taylor, he's going to have to pick up slack, too. Coming off injury, he was out for the whole season. Same with Jalen Hurd and Sean Point Dexter out of Arizona. Look, I'm telling you, I would be worried. I would be worried if I was John Lynch if I don't see production from Debo Samuel in the first few weeks. Um, I don't know. I, I, it, just, it just makes me nervous. It just makes me nervous. And then we're going to have to give up another guy or some picks, and we don't have a lot of those next year either. And... We have another big re-signing year next year um, after this coming season. We have no running backs under contract um, after next season. So that's going to be a major issue. And you have to remember, we signed a lot of tenders. So I I don't know what's going to happen because John Lynch is going to have to really think this thing through clearly, and he's going to have to think it through quick. He's not gonna, He cannot be listening to Jed York because Jed York does not know anything about the team. He is an idiot, okay? Jed York does not know anything. So... I don't know. If I was Lynch, I'd be worried. So, Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, but I think one of the primary reasons that they passed on a high-volume guy like Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb or even Henry Ruggs is because um, the front office has faith in Debo Samuel to become the number one guy. Otherwise, they, otherwise they uh, wouldn't have taken Kinlaw and they would have taken C.D. Lamb or they would have taken Jerry Judy. Um, so I think the front office believes in him, and so that's why I think Debo's going to be able to t- be ready to take the next step. I think the front office has too much faith in Debo Samuel. I said it earlier. This guy was a rookie last year. He was a rookie. And you're counting him as our number one wide receiver this coming season? I don't know about that decision. I would have held on to Sanders for one more year and put the franchise tag on him. Look. I don't know. Debo Samuel, the front office, has too much faith in him. He's young. I, I, I don't see it. Sanders, if we had held on to Sanders one more year and let Debo learn from him, I think that would have been the best possible situation for him. I don't know, man. It makes me nervous to think about how we have a guy going into his second year in the NFL as, as, a, um, as our number one wide receiver, and then we have Kendrick Bourne, who's been in the league for a few years, and we have another rookie, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, coming out of the Pac-12, and last time we had a Pac-12 guy, he kind of he was pretty terrible. So I don't know, um, Tyler. Any last thoughts before we move on? Um, not really. I just want to say that Debo, um, Shanahan's going to get more creative with Debo next year if he thinks uh, he's going to have to get more creative with Debo next year if he thinks he can be the number one guy because um, we talked about it. Debo, he's not the greatest at getting open. Uh, he doesn't have game-breaking route running, uh, but when he gets the ball, he's he's amazing. He's the number one receiver. Um, so I think that's what Shanahan is going to try to do next year. I agree with you. I, I can see that. Um, I still think that we should have held on for San- to Sanders for one more year. Um, all right, but we are going into our sep- second topic of discussion. Um, I have a very strong opinion about this, so I'm going to start it off. What is up with John Lynch's Pac-12 drafting obsession? Okay, let's talk about this for just a minute. Well, where do I start? Look, Dante Pettis, out of Washington. 
Um, this guy was supposed to be very, very, very good. Okay. Um, but what happened to Dante Pettis? Absolutely nothing. The guy can't sniff the field. He got, I think he got, he got three touchdowns last year. Didn't even suit up for the Super Bowl. Okay. Barely got him on the field in the playoffs. Look, he is terrible and he needs, we need to use him as a trade asset, okay? We if we if we put together a trade, we'll be like, oh, we'll throw in Dante Pettis for you. We'll throw in a we'll throw in a in a mm, slightly below average receiver, and then we could throw in a high draft pick or something. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it depends on the situation. But look, it, uh, Pettis didn't work out. Then again, then you go to Brandon Ayuk. We don't know yet about Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk could be something out of Arizona State, Pac-12. Now. The pa- uh, other Pac-12 guys that we've drafted, DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead out of Oregon. Now, look, I know those guys have done very well in the NFL. Eric Armstead led our team in stacks last year, but then again, DeForest Buckner was being doubled, and he's arguably our bestie lineman. And then you have Nick Bosa off the edge, rookie uh, going into his second year out of Ohio State. And then you have D. Ford, um, came over from trade from Kansas City. So, look, I don't know about John Lynch. He is some sort of obsession in the Pac-12. I know he was a Stanford guy. Um, he wants the smart. Uh, there's great schools in the Pac-12, and I'm not saying there aren't great schools in other conferences. But look, great schools in the Pac-12. He wants the smart guys. Ever since Reuben Foster, him getting cut out of Alabama, a guy coming out of Alabama onto the 49ers, he had some off-field issues, and so John Lynch let him go. So I think he's been scared ever since to draft guys from the ACC, SEC. In Big 12, okay? So, Tyler, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so John Lynch, I mean, he's certainly drafted a lot of Pac-12 guys, but you can't criticize him too much. Um, for a guy who took a 4-12 and team all the way to a Super Bowl appearance, uh, and then they managed, even with the cap problems, to keep their team relatively uh, the same. Well, we lost uh, arguably our best level. D lineman and our best receiver. So that that is sort yeah, of staying. We, we replace them with Javon Kinlaw, who's who's almost as talented as DeForest Buckner, and he's going to thrive under our system. Almost as talented. We haven't seen him in the NFL. The NFL is a whole different game. You have to realize the guys are 